bad leaders are everyone's worst nightmare, giving you the ultimate playbook to lead, inspire, and grow your team. Better Tech Leadership, powered by BrainHub. John, uh, you have more than 20 years of experience building, leading, working in IT, uh, and uh, quite a big teams. Currently, you're a head of IT at Fano uh, in, in Sweden. Uh, you served uh, already as a head of uh, IT, uh, as a manager, as a as CIO. So you uh, you got different hats <laughs> through your careers. Uh, yeah. And I'm really eager to talk about it. Um, so my first like basic question is like, as a head of IT, could you describe your role and your responsibilities associated to that role? Sure. So at Funnel, well, I haven't been with Funnel for that long. I think it's 10 months in now or something like that. Yeah, I, I joined in May last year. Uh, by the time I joined Funnel, I think it wasn't really clear what the role would look like and the sort of area of responsibility. So that's something that we've worked on or tried to establish you know, going forward from May and, and up until now, and it, we will continue to work on that. Before I joined, there were no IT team at Funnel. Most of the IT was uh, like classic IT tasks and responsibilities was managed by different teams. So I would say our dev team or a product team would manage a lot of it. Uh, some ended up with the InfoSec team and yeah so it's pretty much distributed throughout the entire organization um i think what funnel saw is that in order to scale in order to grow the company we need to have these uh, central functions uh, like hr is also a new team it you need the foundation to to be able to continue to grow uh, so it's been a challenge um a lot of these uh I would call it like classical IT responsibilities in the company was quite smoothly transferred to IT and some aren't transferred to IT yet. So yeah, we're in a, we're in an interesting situation right now and it's, uh, it's very fun, uh, to build something from scratch. Uh, that's kind of what I was looking for, for myself. Uh, so yeah. So, like, if I understand correctly, the responsibilities are to build up the team, keep up the speed with uh, delivering the new features or improving the software. Right. So I think the difference here is that uh, we have a sort of software engineering team, uh, which is led by the uh, CTO. And they develop our product. So the funnel product that you can use uh, as a SaaS uh, or a cloud service is managed and, and developed by the uh, developers or the software engineering team. IT at Funnel is responsible for the internal IT function. Of course, there is some overlap there, uh, but we, we if you want to draw a line in the sand, that's where we are not involved in the product itself. We work on the internal uh, IT governance uh, 
our internal tech stack, productivity tools, integrations, and then, yeah, pretty much everything that comes with, with that. So. so the heart of the organization, let's say. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We like to think that we are, but we understand. I mean, we, we are part of the corporate functions. So your typical corporate functions like legal, infosec, HR, finance, IT. Uh, we sit here on the same floor, by the way. So we have a lot of common with them. We are working closely with the finance and HR team, uh, but also with our development team and our business teams, our revenue operations. Very important team uh, to us that we uh, collaborate a lot with and we will increase that collaboration uh, going forward. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of touch points in the organization, but we're a global team. So I think I mentioned before we have uh, uh, offices in, in, in Sweden, obviously. It's a Swedish company, so we're let's say like the headquarters in, in Stockholm. But we also have an office in Boston, Dublin. And now we're also looking to expand into APAC uh, this spring. Nice. Um, and you tackled really interesting topic. Um, I have a question that I wanted to ask you about the team uh, structure. Uh, and I want to ask like two questions. And one is, so you said you have the CTO who is responsible for building the product with the engineering team. And you are head of IT. So are you responsible for more than internal part of the organization but um uh the first question is like how the team is structurized on the product side and how is the team structurized on uh, on your side on the head of uh, on, of the IT side and the second question that I that I have is who is your partner in crime because usually in organization when you have a VP of engineering your partner in crime is VP uh, of a product or a product mm -hmm. And in your case, how it is. So like those two questions, the structure and uh, the, the partner in crime. Sure. So I'm, I'm not sure I can speak too much about the um, structure of the engineering team or the uh, developers, but my understanding is that it is quite a flat uh, hierarchy. Uh, so we have the CTO. Uh, we have, I think, six or seven deputy CTOs, as we call them. So they are are responsible for, for smaller, well, they are quite large. And I think they're up to 90 developers at this point. Mm. So they, they have subsets uh, within that organization of developers. But I think they want to keep a flat structure and everyone has the title developers. So there's no, uh, I'm sure there are spe specializations within that team but they move around a lot. So you can work with in, in one setting uh, for a period of time, and then you can move on to a next, another team. So I think the idea is that they want the developers to work on every aspect of the product. But also, yeah, I guess it depends on what skill sets you have and, and what you want to do. Uh, so, but that's, that's, that, that's about, what I can say about the engineering team. Uh, I don't have a lot of insights into that uh, group yet. As far as partnering crime, I would say um, we are obviously working very closely with the InfoSec team. They are about as big as we are. They're about four or five people and we are five in the team. 
So we have very close collaborations with them. Pretty much every meetings that we have, there's always someone from InfoSec present in that meeting. Um, so I would say our CISO is my partner in crime. Uh, but also, there is, like I, I mentioned before, there we have a lot more, uh, a lot of collaborations with our RevOps team as well. So uh, VP of RevOps is also someone I, I work very closely with. Um, so, yeah. Okay, great. Thank, thank you for this answer. Um, so let's dig deeper a bit to, uh, into your role. So as a head of IT, I'm always wondering because I'm the data-driven guy. Like in your eyes, what are the OKRs or the KPIs that you need to follow or monitor to say uh, to, to notice if there's something going wrong or if something is going right? With the, what kind of objectives do you follow or what kind of KPIs do you monitor? Uh, which are important for the for the for the management or the C C level guys. Yeah, so that's a very interesting question, and it's it's even more interesting in in at funnel because, uh, like you 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 said, uh, um, we don't have a clear KPI or OKR structure at funnel, um, so it makes it even more challenging for the IT team. So, like I said, we we're five people. Uh, we have two uh, persons working in in IT support, so it's end user facing. Now for them, it's very easy. I know I wouldn't say easy, but it's it's easier to measure their performance because there are some very clear metrics you can you can um, uh, follow up on as far as performance and and uh, quality uh, of delivery uh, within that team right then we have two tech ops engineers and that's harder uh, to establish the metrics because we're essentially a, a product management team and we also uh, perform the deliverables uh, within the project so i guess what we've done now is that we established a few things that we want to do over the year so there is a couple of projects defined and what we measure is basically, do we deliver on time? Do we deliver with the uh, uh, agreed outcome of that project? And are, yeah, did we deliver the value pretty much? That's what we try to measure. It's, it's not as easy, but uh, that's what we have right now. Okay, that's that's interesting. And you mentioned that in um, other companies, like then the funnel in which you work, it was it was different. So maybe could you tell a bit more how was it different? What kind of outcomes were expected? What kind of like KPIs? And... Sure. So I'm I have a background uh, working for many different companies in different industries. So if I go back to my previous uh, uh, employer. Uh, which was Cabin Line. Uh, we also hosted uh, our uh, customer platform. So in that organization, it was more important to measure uptime, SLAs, making sure that we uh, met the needs of the customer. So that team was more uh, customer-centric, I'd say. 
Um, so we, a, a, a big portion of our uh, customer base was uh, um, government agencies uh, and and uh, hospitals because so, we were doing um, um, transports to, to hospitals and for, for elderly people, let's say. So then you have long contracts. Uh, the, it's a lot of SLAs stipulated within those contracts and we, we need to provide reports that we would fulfill these SLAs pretty much. Uh, at Funnel, we don't really, it, it's, it's different because we are not uh, have a direct um, connection or, or contact with our customers because uh, we don't run the platform that the customers, our customers use. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah. So we are now with the OKRs KPIs, but recently when when we met, you mentioned me and you sent me the podcast with the with the founder of the of the funnel, and it was really interesting for me. So um, I want to dig deeper here because I have a feeling that this organization is really highly decentralized. So. As you mentioned, you don't have the strict process on, uh, and um, let's say the, the the really strict objectives and the way how to uh, measure and manage that. But you could do it on your way. You, you are responsible for for your part, and you can set up the the process however you want. So on one hand, I have a feeling this is uh, deliberating. It's 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 great, uh, and on another hand. Um, you're lacking the structure. And based on your experience, you previously were in a really big organization. So probably this was organized more uh, more in a strict way. So could you elaborate on that? Like, how does it work? Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's challenging, obviously. Um, so I think this is something that will, uh, will develop over time. So we've, the IT team is less than a year old. Um, obviously, when we when we established the team here, uh, there was a lot of things we had to address. So I think we've become very operational to begin with. Uh, we, we just, I mean, the first month was all about assessing the situation. Like, what, what do we have at Funnel? What is the existing tech stack? What are the integrations? Is there a uh, governance model at all? How are we running things here? So making that assessment took a few months and then uh, we had to prioritize a few projects. So, so yeah, we probably need to uh, secure this platform. There's, we had a lot of um, uh, projects and, and activities around securing our tech stack. Um, we also, like I mentioned, we work closely with the InfoSec team and they are now responsible for um, uh, our SOC 2 report. So we did the SOC 2 type one back in September. And now six months later, we're doing the SOC 2 type two. So there's a lot of controls in that report that we need to be compliant with. We also have an ISO certificate that is up for renewal. So it's a lot of work around that as well, which kind of drives uh, our objectives a little bit. So we need to be compliant. 
And then there's the balance of this, um, you know, a lot of these controls might be in conflict with existing ways of working and our, I'd say our culture and what Funnel want to be as a company. And then um, a lot of challenges around that is like trying to find out how to balance that. So how can we make this work at Funnel and still be compliant? Mm. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, I don't, uh, can you repeat the, the last part of the, or the first part of your question that I yeah, yeah. Sorry, it was a bit uh, a bit too long. Um, so I'm just wondering because the funnel, I have a feeling it's really highly decentralized company. So you have uh, you can freely choose the framework, the approach of achieving the goals. You don't have like really super strict uh, goals and KPIs. You set it by yourself, and this is what I understood that in order department, it's kind of similar approach. So it's more of a startup way for a big organization. So if you could elaborate on that. Yes. So I, I would say in, in some areas it's, it's uh, quite centralized and there are clear ways of working. Um, but in, 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 if we talk about uh, the, the things that we care about at IT, like uh, our tech stack and the productivity tools you use, up until now, that's been quite decentralized and teams have been uh, free to use whatever tools they wanted to use. Um, and obviously that's a challenge for IT. Uh, we don't say that it's not allowed. I mean, we, we kind of like that approach, but we, again, we need to find a balance of, is it reasonable to have an ever-growing tech stack? Uh, and it, it, maybe it is, uh, we don't know at this point, but uh, what we try to achieve is to um, have an understanding of what's out there and what's being used. Um, so I think, I think going forward, there will be a mix of centralized and decentralized uh, uh, because some things make sense to centralize. Other things um, might make sense to, to have distributed uh, in, 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 in different teams. Um, I'm, I'm to, to be, to be completely honest, I'm not sure what the future holds when it comes to that, but, um, we'll, we'll see. Okay. It, it makes sense. Um, I have recently really interesting talk when I was in Berlin, uh, I, I'm doing, I was doing podcasts, uh, with one VP of engineering, uh, his name is Klaus and. He mentioned me the framework called uh, Pioneer Settler Framework. So just to briefly uh, tell you about it. So the idea is that there are some guys who are finding uh, themselves like in a small organization, a startup with a bit less processes. And some guys are uh, uh, better with uh, companies like highly structurized the corporations and there are some guys in between they say like they really enjoy the work uh at the companies where there there are some uh processes but still a lot needs to be done and in your career what i uh what i noticed like currently you are in, uh, in a bit less structurized kind of environment it's still a big company but uh gives you a lot of freedom Previously, you worked uh, for 
quite a big corporation. So I'm wondering for you, uh, how do you uh, how do you uh, compare it? Like uh, pros and cons working in a highly structurized and uh, today because it's a different way to of, of working. How is this uh, for you? What pros and cons do you do you see? Well, obviously, I. I... I wanted to work at Funnel because I like the idea of being able to uh, adapt to change very quickly. And I like the startup concept or the scale. I don't think we're a startup anymore. I think I'd say it's more of a scale up, right? Because we're 350 people in, in uh, four countries. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's in, we're, me and my team, we're very interested in, and we, we have uh, like high interest in in new technology, and we want to be in the forefront of things. Uh, we, I, I, I don't think any one of us want to be in a situation where we ju just like manage and maintain existing uh, governance models, and and progress is slow. So that's the part that we like. I think that that's the that's the uh, uh, the benefit and the advantages of, of a a company like this uh, that we can adapt quickly to change and if something is is wrong there isn't that much uh, of a you know we don't have to go through different teams and different decision making and makers to to make a change we talk about it there's a meeting and it's like okay let's let's change this let's remove this and add this instead um you mentioned structure uh the 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 flip side to that coin is that it's kind of hard to make any plans or planning in general uh and that is maybe what i'm more used to that you have your your uh your uh objectives for the next year say uh so going into 2023 i had well, a rough plan of what we wanted to do. Now we're in the beginning of April soon. And I think we had to change all of that. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't apply anymore. So that's the challenging part, uh, which means that we need to, but, but we are aware of that now. Uh, so it, it's, it's all about, I mean, like the, the old saying, don't make any plans, just do the planning uh, plans mm. are useless planning is everything right so that's sort of what we want to follow now and the planning part we still need to do but we understand it, it needs to be in 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 like shorter iterations um but then of course like i mentioned we have a few things we need to be compliant with like the 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 different certifications that we're aiming to to have in place, like SOC two and uh, ISO, and uh, going forward we might might uh, add on other uh, certifications that we uh, need to adhere to. Um, but so so yeah, I mean there there's a there's a up and downside to everything. Uh, but I, I really like the fact that we are able to grow as fast as we have and, 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 um, you know, be agile. Uh, I think last year we hired some 120, 130 people 
and in an organization of 350 that's that's a lot of new people entering this organization and for that you need to have a few processes in place to make that growth smooth run smooth right so uh we pretty much looked at the the things that we do on a daily basis or on a like we don't want to reinvent the wheel all the time so what can we reuse what process do we have in place that we can make what processes can we make run a little bit smoother uh, and we're big on automation we're working a lot on that uh, to try to automate things and uh, integrate our our different systems and processes it's also crucial to us it brings me your answer brings me to another question that i, that I really wanted to ask you as a head of it you face as many challenges and i'm wondering if you could name those challenges uh what are the short-term challenges that you are having and the long-term because like the goals are the short term and the long term so could you could you name like the, the biggest challenges for for yourself as a head of it i'd, I'd say uh long-term challenges is and that, i think this has been the case for me ever since i began my career in in it but it's about understanding the business goals and the business strategy and then break it down to an operational strategy and then also understand what does this mean for it so if the goal of a company is to grow by a certain percentage every year and expand into different uh, new markets or or uh, other parts of the world that has an effect on it and we need to understand what that means for it it's i mean is is the strategy to grow organically or is the strategy to grow through m a it's also important things to consider and and it it's very important for an it team to understand what that means because if the strategy is to acquire other companies then you have a big integration uh project mm-hmm. ahead of you and i've i've been in those situations and those are always very challenging uh, because also from a technical pers- from well from a technical perspective but also the, the cultural aspects of that um, so that these are the things you need to understand long term uh, short term I would say the most challenging part is is uh, keeping up with the trends because and 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 emerging technologies and new technologies. Like I said before, we're a, we're a tech company. We rely on uh, having pretty much the best technology or use, utilizing the best technology. So that's, it, everything is happening very fast right now. Uh, we all know about the new uh, EPT and, and all of that. What, what will that mean for, for IT? Maybe not that much right now, but if we were to talk about this in six months from now, I'm sure things will have would have changed a lot. Um, so these are like the, the short term. So it's like every day there is something new that we need to that we will discuss in the team, and like okay, we have a a, a, a news feed in our Slack channel. We we constantly monitor like new technologies and what's happening out there and what are the trends and um, trying to understand what will this mean for us so 
yeah yeah thanks thanks for that it, it makes sense um i think in, especially in the tech business because in my uh my my, my company uh we have like the tech radar kind of channel where we really follow all the trends and all the devs and and, and guys are posting the new things uh because this market is so fast uh and so many things are changing and as you mentioned the chat gpt it's like the next hot thing now and mm-hmm. everybody is <laughs> when i look on the linkedin there is only chat gpt kind of posts there is not yeah. not, not, not more, right so um it's 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 a lot of change absolutely um, and i think for us it's it's about do we act now or do we wait a little bit yeah especially yeah. on the leaders uh, leadership side when you when you have this strategic thinking long term uh, and and you mentioned uh, don't do the plans do the do the planning right so the mm-hmm. same was with the blockchain or the bitcoin and it appears somehow and you need to make strategic decision which will impact like the next few years the bigger organization the bigger the impact so it's for sure really hard yes um, yeah um, I have the last question that I wanted to ask you because, uh, as 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 we talk about the technology is changing so fast, like way we uh, lead the people, way we manage the people, is changing uh, really fast too. So I'm wondering, how do you develop yourself? Do you have your uh, favorite books, podcasts, resources, website that you follow uh, regarding the? Uh, regarding your personal development or maybe something in the past changed your way of thinking uh, and helped you as a now head of IT or CIO? Sure. So I'm, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but maybe not the ones you'd think. So first of all, I'm, I'm uh, one of my, my my main hobbies is music, so I I, I play in, in two different bands. We we play like yeah, two rock bands. So a lot of my my spare time I, I spend on creating music and listening to music. Uh, another one of my I would say like uh, not hobbies, but uh, is is uh, uh, like physics and theoretical physics, and I'm I'm very interested in that. I don't pretend to understand too much about it, but a lot of the podcast re- reflects on that. So my, my, I'd say one of my f- favorite podcasts is Mindscape with Sean Carroll. I listen to that a lot. I listen to a lot of Lawrence Krauss. Um, Lex Friedman is also a mm-hmm. favorite. Um, so yeah, it, it, but I, I, when, I, I get a lot of inspiration from 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 that because when I listen to typical IT podcasts like Dark Web Diaries and and that kind of stuff, it's it's very close to home. But I I want to expand how I, how my thinking and I want to understand things in a bigger context. Now going from IT to like the universe, that's a big leap, right? But it's more an, an interest I have. But sometimes there there are things in uh, when you, when we when I I listen to um, I, I well I listen to a lot of philosophy podcasts as well because I th- mm. find that very interesting and that I think that might be how that changes how I think and how I can sort of 
raise my mind a little bit and and try to see things in a bigger picture. So I'm very interested in that. And that I I kind of caught myself uh, talking about this in the team as well. Just, yeah, just like having some philosophical discussions in the team. Uh, I'm not sure if they are equally interested as I am, but it's it's always fun <laughs> to talk about, you know. And then we try to like, how will this uh, how will this apply to IT? It maybe it doesn't do that all the time, but it's it's. I think it's important to to talk about other things and move away from because it, when when we're a small team, we all sit together. Every day, it's all IT tech talk, right? When we have our weekly meetings, I think it's sometimes healthy to talk about other things as well, because you get so bogged down into problems and problem solving. Uh, uh, and I think it's just healthy to, you know, okay, have more like philosophical discussions. And yeah. Hey, I, I'm I'm not shocked at all, to be honest, about your answer here. I, I really agree uh, with uh, following a bit different topics outside of the world, and this helps you to think a bit outside of the box. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm a musician myself too. I'm collecting guitars, and I and I love oh. playing. And I think this this was really influential for me. Like. Um, for me, I started the company because I, I I was not successful with the band, and I got the same kind of feeling with you know with uh, building the business is like building the 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 band. So and the philosophy it's another thing. I it's super important the the Stoics, uh, uh, and yes. and I have a feeling I talk with many people on on those podcasts, and a lot of them uh, are kind of giving me the answer because I always ask the, uh, the, the question about the books and resources. And most of the guys are uh, thinking outside of the IT world to get the inspiration that the philosophy is a big thing, uh, that something outside of the box. So I fully agree and rewrite really like your answer. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's uh... It's, it has become, it, it, it's been a hobby for me. Like I'm a hobby philosopher and a hobby physicist, if you like. I, no, I wouldn't even say that. That's, yeah, I understand it's, it's, a, it's a completely, but I'm super interested in these topics. And uh, yeah, it, 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 to some extent, it has an influence on the way I- Follow Matt on LinkedIn and subscribe to the yeah, Better Tech Leadership I, newsletter. Okay, great. Thank you, John, yeah. for, for the super interesting talk. Um, thank you thank for finding time. Yeah. Have a nice day. Thanks. You too. Um, okay, so we are finished. I will just click the stop.